Welcome to another episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And coming at you here for the first time in 2019 is your co-host, Tenant Michael. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm, I'm very excited for this new season of, of the program. This is, I think, season three, if I'm not mistaken. Can you believe it? Three seasons of our uh, show. We do. There's not really seasons. We just do it all the way through, but I guess if you want to get weird about it... Well, in it's... my mind, I do divide it into seasons. I, it makes me more comfortable... And I would hate you're, you ever seen that movie The Cell with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Lopez? They go in a psycho's Vince brain. Uh, no, well, I've seen Inner Space with uh, Martin Short and which of the Quaids? Dennis Quaid. I, that Is was Randy. Like that oh, Randy sure. Quaid. Okay. No, um, I'm just saying when you when you the way the way things work in your mind, I picture something like uh, The Cell. Where remember there was that famous scene when a horse is they go in the guy's brain and there's a horse. And then all these like not, like uh, dividers divide up the horse in pieces and like it splits what? open. Um, that's just what I imagine your mind to be like because you're not well. Well, thank you very much for uh, making me feel good uh, right off the top of our first episode of season three. Speaking of horses in movies, do you know that until like you know old western movies, mm-hmm. they were shot. Red Dead. Pardon me. Red Dead. What's that? Oh my God! Oh, you're talking Red about Red Dead Redemption Two, the yes, biggest the... video game on earth. So I say, remember old Western movies, and you go, "Yes, a new video game." Anyway, what I was going to say was that if you watch these old westerns from back in the day, you know, films with John Wayne and all those wonderful cowboy actors, those films were shot before animal rights was a thing. So when you're watching them, maybe you know, eating some popcorn, drinking a pop and you see a horse go off a cliff or maybe get shot, actual horses for real died in those films. A little piece of cinema history. Uh, and uh, the depressing tidbits continue. Thanks of course, that doesn't that happen info, anymore. Mike. Yeah, right. now we can all just think about dead horses throughout the podcast. Thanks a lot. Anyway. Great vibe you're setting, you're setting here. So, uh, so how was your week, Mike? How's, uh, how are things? Things are going well. As you can tell, my apartment looks a little different mm-hmm. than it did when you were staying with me. Exactly. And you may notice, I'm asking Mike how his week was. For the first time in months, I don't know, because uh, as we mentioned last week, I've moved back out. I've moved back to my beautiful house. So I haven't seen Mike all week, which has been the most beautiful breath of fresh air in my life. You do look healthier. Oh, I feel healthier. I'm like... I realized like my skin was sort of had turned greeny gray when I was it, living here. It had, yeah. Um, and now it's like back to a nice, beautiful, hearty red. Um, very ruddy. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. I'm so happy I'm out of here. No offense. Um, no, no, none taken. But yeah, I mean, you you go ahead and tell everyone. But you're, I'm here at your place after a, you know a week and yeah. Well, you're welcome back. Um, so I like a lot of people. I spent the holidays watching 
that show on Netflix, uh, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. She's a famous minimalist. She's into, um, you know, getting rid of things that are cluttering up your space if they don't spark joy in your soul. And I do confess, I, un- I was under her spell. I started cleaning up the place, you know. And I, I guess I kind of got hypnotized, and I kind of lost myself in the process of cleaning up. And I went a bit too far. As you can see, James, there's literally nothing in my apartment because I threw away... Everything, including all my chairs, my couch, my dining table, my bed, uh, family photos, and my 2019 uh, day planner. And so I'm just left with a bare, empty room here, and I realize that I should have uh, stopped before I threw everything away, because now I literally have nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's relaxing in a way, but also I could have used some of that stuff. Yeah, it's insane. There, we're in literally in a completely empty apartment. Like when you might just sort of take over a new apartment. That's what it looks like. Yes. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Where are you going to sleep? Well, I've been sleeping just on the the hardwood floor where the bed used to be, and uh, no, it's not. It's not very comfortable. <laughs> what do you do all day? I just sort of walk from. I mean, it's not a very big apartment, but I walk from you know wall to wall, or I stand in the the center of the living room and just go like, oh. Oh, just to hear the echo. Because you you don't have a job right now, right? That is correct. I'm between jobs, as listeners will remember. I quit my last position at the construction firm in a bit of a huff because I found out they had been insulting me in Portuguese. And we both discovered that the word they had been calling me didn't mean friend. It meant uh, grandma, I believe. And I wasn't going to stand for that. Right. It's just my point is you, so you have nothing in your apartment. You have no job. No job. You have no girlfriend. You have nothing going on. So you're just in this completely empty apartment. Yes, but it's a clean, fresh start for me in 2019. And I'm looking forward to filling my apartment with new objects, filling my life with new people and my mind with new ideas. Hmm. Sounds like someone ripe for a cult. Um, okay, cool, Mike. Well, glad... I'm not ripe for a cult. If You are cult- the most ripe person for a cult I've ever met. In yeah. fact, if any of our listeners are starting one... Don't call Mike. Don't. It would be so easy. Do not call me if you are <laughs> starting a cult. Ruth was practically a cult leader to you. Okay, let's not talk about my deceased ex-girlfriend. That was, that was season two stuff. Oh, seasons? Um, okay, well, um... How was your week? Great, fantastic, typical, um, uh, people know I ran into a bit of money trouble, uh, when my, the, uh, the song, pop song I put out, uh, didn't make its money back, and I ran into a bit of money trouble, but I've, um, I've solved it, because, uh, like I've told you guys, uh, it's all about pecker coin, and, um, I'm getting stopped on the streets, people going, uh, you that pecker coin guy, you that pecker coin guy, and I'm where I wear... Right now, I'm wearing a Peckercoin t-shirt, a Peckercoin hat. People asking me in cafes, hey, what's this Peckercoin I'm hearing about? How can I get involved in Peckercoin? Guys, Peckercoin, it's a, a, a new cryptocurrency I've started with Dennis Rodman. And uh, it's, it's the cryptocurrency to buy and sell erectile dysfunction medication. Um, and we're to, like, it's, it's so specific. It's so specific. And has it been working for you? Has it been working for me? Well, um, Check out my new two watches, one Whoa. on each wrist. Does that answer your question? Well, I They're mean, five grand each, Mike. Okay. So yeah, it's going pretty well. You can't you can't lose money on cryptocurrency. You can't. It only goes up. 
And that's what's happening with me. I've got loads of pecker coin. People are buying it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I've never been happier. And, and I think it's because I spent three three months sort of in a sort of hell type situation here living with Mike. Going back to my regular life, I appreciate it so much more. It wasn't that bad. I think you're um, embellishing for the listeners here. Um, but may I ask you, aren't you a little alarmed that in 2018, 2019, there is this plague of erectile dysfunction affecting men. I mean, you seem to be doing okay. You're wearing your two watches. You've, you're, you're making money, obviously. But what does that say about society? What is causing this plague of ED? You're like the nerd who's like, oh, um, someone made trains. Should we be worried about it? Or someone made a factory. Should the... we worry about what factories are doing? Meanwhile, our lives are better than ever. Come on, man. I'm not worried about why men are getting erectile dysfunction. I I'm am. just making money off it. Right. Uh, good. I'm glad I... people aren't getting erections anymore. That's when they buy and sell erectile dysfunction medication. All right. Well, I just hope... You... I mean, I... I'm, 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 I'm out there trying to find guys... With erectile dysfunction. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm and trying to exploit them it. and take and, the money from their pockets. And actually, you know what? I'm these, actually looking up what causes erectile dysfunction. These, and I'm trying to get men to do it more. These these innocent men and boys with erectile dysfunction, they work hard for their money. Okay? <laughs> and I, I wish they could keep more of it instead of, you know, being tricked into staying soft. And you know but, what? If you're a guy listening out there, you know what? Having erectile dysfunction is actually pretty cool. And maybe you should try having erectile dysfunction. I'm not. I'm. I think we should cut that little call to arms there from this episode. Anyway. Well, it's time. It's time guys like that had had a, had right. someone to speak for them and give them a solution, which I'm doing. Okay. Moving on. Um, I'm excited for our first prepared segment of 2019, season three of LTP. Landlord oh God, LTP. It. LTP, it's it's a fun oh, abbreviation. I hate that. Um, and LTP, the world is in a bit of a chaotic situation at the moment, and we thought it'd be fun to uplift you, the listener, by doing a segment about some of our most uh, favorite inspirational quotes. So right now, we're going to present for you the segment called "The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess Presents Quality Quotes." <laughs> Uh, why don't you go first, James, and, and tell us your first quote that you, you look to to inspire you when maybe you're feeling down in the dumps. Okay, um, here's one of my favorite all-time quotes, and it's, I don't care if you're gay, black, Chinese, straight. You mean, that means nothing to me. Hmm. It's all an illusion. And that is by Joe Rogan who is a guy I look a lot like and uh, another podcaster as well. And uh, I just think well, he's onto something with that. So he's, he, uh, I guess you could, that's nice. He doesn't see race or He doesn't see anything. Or, yeah. uh, well, I think he sees the effects of uh, psychosilocybin mushrooms okay. and, the, effect, and the, the benefits that has in cannabis. Right. He definitely sees that. But he doesn't see, you know, gender, race, anything like that. I'm, I'm on board. Imagine a VR program or game that allowed you to put on those, uh, like a headset and see the world through the eyes of Rogan. 
Oh. Wouldn't that be interesting? Well, yeah, it'd be a bestseller. Well, we'll see. Where's your quote? All right, here's my first quote, also from a popular Hollywood personality. The quote is, uh, I am looking forward to getting to do things I have never done before. And that is a quote. I should have said it in his voice. I'm looking to do things. I'm looking forward to getting to do things I've never done before. Because that is a quote from the Italian-American actor Tony Danza. And I think it's a nice way to start off the year because I also am looking forward to doing things I've never done before. I guess the message that Danza is communicating to us is that we should we should not be afraid to break out of our safety zones, our comfort zones, and try new things, whether that's food, um, learning a new language, or, I don't know, getting a, applying for a new job somewhere. Scintillating. Okay. Here's my second quote. Quote, it isn't all about signing autographs and banging broads. And that is by UFC president Dana White from when he said that in The Ultimate Fighter. And that really yeah. that really sticks, sticks with me because he's right. It's not all about signing autographs. It's not all about banging broads. It's also about making money like I have been doing these last couple months. It's about so- having, a, having your own plane, you know, having a beautiful car. And he's, I think he's got a point there. So you can relate to the UFC CEO in that? Yes. I mean, he sounds like he's... If you had told me that was a man from the 1940s who said that, because no one says the, uses the word broad anymore mm, in that in And that what way. circles do you, uh, you know? Modern Canadian circles. No, you don't have a circle. Because, yeah, guys I, talk like that. Banging broads and autographs. Who asks a CEO for his autograph? Is that a thing that, that he deals with? Are you kidding okay. me? I, I would. Okay. They make the most money. All right. Um, here's my second quote, quality quote, uh, and I'll do it in the voice. Do you think that's fun if I do them in the voices of the I, people? I mean, it's funny to me to hear. It's funny to me. Okay. Not in the way you think it's so funny, this, but go ahead. This one it means a lot to me because it's a quote from a Canuck. Ugh. And as a Canadian, I, I like to always, you know, share the limelight with other interesting Canucks. So here we go. <clears throat> if the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. Do you know who that was, James? No. The character Red Green from the series Red Green Show, uh, portrayed by Steve Smith. And that quote of his, which always makes me laugh, uh, he would say that at the end of every Handyman Corner segment on the Red Green Show, which of course took place in the Possum Lodge. So it's funny... Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. Uh, red, green. Are you a fan? No! I know you're, you're, you like to work with your hands. You don't have... That show is so lame. What is red, green? Red, green show is very popular with no, Americans as well. it's not. It was on for, I think, 19 or 20 seasons, and they made a film of it. God. That's odd, because usually if Canadian shows are on a long time, it's a sign that it's really good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, all right. I guess I'll do my last quote here. Do your next quote. Uh, that's the Steve Smith character, Red Green. Um, okay. Uh, let me get my last quote here. Here it is. Um, quote, when I was a kid, when I would see shows that changed my life, I would go see shows where there was my mother taking us to see a classic rock concert like Zeppelin or when I saw Pink Floyd. Or when I saw, you know, when I was a little older and I saw Nine Inch Nails and I saw The Cure. Those are my 
Best Memories of L.A. And that is by uh, Jared Fogel. And I, I love that quote because, you know, I spend time in L.A. And to me, it is. It's a rock and roll city. And I always think about, yeah, like the old classic rock, but also like industrial Nine Inch Nails. Like that's very L.A. to me as well. And I really think Jared Fogel got that right. A, a really great description of Sorry. L.A., which is my favorite town. Right. right. I, um, I know you like L.A. It means a lot to you. And you like your music loud and aggressive. But mm-hmm. that's a quote, uh, Jared Fogel, the yeah. really the disgraced Subway spokesperson. From Subway Look, everybody, sandwiches. everybody goes on and on about how bad Jared Fogel is, and you know they make fun of him, and there's memes and stuff, and it's like I don't know, I don't know, I I I loved his I loved his work, you know, I loved seeing him in movies, and uh, his band's really good, and I'm just sort of, I'm actually kind of over the criticism about Jared Fogel. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. It's time people move on. He's, he wasn't in a. Uh... A band or movies? He's in what a movies? really good. He's been in tons of stuff, and he's really good. Jared Fogel. Yes, Jared Fogel. What movies? He's really talented and good. What? And I'm sick of people like. What movies was Jared Fogel in? Uh Panic Room, uh Joker movie, whatever the hell that Batman movie was. Oh, uh Fight Club. He's a good actor. Okay, and he's a good. He's a really good band. He's James, the only band that has any balls left in the world. James. I hate to do this in front of our thousands of listeners, but I need to correct you. And I really hate to do oh, this. Oh, here we go. But actually, Jared Fogel isn't very good, you're going to say. No, no. I'm, you're actually... I think you're, I think you're confusing two different men. I think you're confusing the, the disgraced former Subway spokesperson who got charged with um, having sex with minors and went to jail after he lost weight, which is good. You're confusing Jared Fogel with the actor Jared Leto. Jared Leto? How do you pronounce it? Oh. I'm not. Jared, oh, does that seem to be Wait, what happened? Oh, okay. I'm just googling it here. Sorry. Yeah, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Sorry. See? Yeah, Jared Leto. But you know that there's a different right. There's Jared Fogel well, and Jared whatever. Leto. I mean, people knew what I meant. I think. But uh, yeah, Jared Leto said that quote. Imagine though, if Jared Fogel, the disgraced former Subway spokesperson, did get cast in the new Joker movie, can you imagine that? I would pay a lot of and and also though because you know De Niro and Mark Maron are going to be in that as well. Imagine them all on set together. Yes. Wow. What's Mar- What's Mark Maron going to be? Batman. Mark Maron plays the talent agent that because uh, the Joker was a stand-up comedian before he became a villain. I think he plays like in the uh, before the Joker became the Joker. He plays his talent agent. Wow. But can you imagine Fogel in that or Fight Club? I look. I don't know enough about the guy. I mean, uh, I, I don't really want to comment. I don't know enough about him. But you but, know why uh, he's in jail, though, right? I mean, I kind of heard. Some he's in jail stuff. because he did very disgusting sex acts with minors. Okay, Mike, you you bring that topic up every episode. Can hardcore listeners back me up on this? Mike brings this that kind of thing up every episode. What's up? You know what? That that's a great segue. For our listeners, if you do have any comments, concerns, condemnations, or or even compliments, send us a message. Uh, the email address is ltpodmess at gmail.com. And uh, also, uh, thank you so much to our Patreons. Yes. If you go to patreon.com, you can uh, uh, you know give us a little bit of money every month, which we are grateful for, and we just used to pay for the equipment and stuff. Your money or your life. <laughs> 
And uh, if you donate $5 a month, we'll, you get a bonus episode. We've done one. It's called Landlord and Tenant VIP. It's very good. And we're going to do another one in January. Yes. Um, and we're really grateful. Thank you so much to the Patreon people. Please give if you can, unless, and I think I speak for both of us when I say that we will not accept a Patreon donation from Jared Fogel from Behind Bars. Money is blind, my friend. Um, well, well uh, why don't we wrap uh, op- up this opening segment and come back with our guest? Let's do it. And welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. I'm your co-host, Tenant Michael, and I'm here with James. How are you doing, James? Good. I mean, we covered this in the intro, but... Yeah, okay. So this episode, we thought it'd be fun to do a sort of, because it's the new year, to do a sort of uh, 2019 pop culture preview, where we're going to talk about all the wonderful uh, movies, TV shows, graphic novels even, (laughs) that we're looking forward to in 2019. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to talk with uh, our very exciting guest, as Mike said, performer, comedian, Nick Nemiroff. Hey. Hey, Nick. It's, I'm looking forward to having a funny person here to talk, uh, to talk with us about uh, pop culture, because there's so much to, to laugh about in pop culture. Mm-hmm. There's so much to, uh, for me to skewer that uh, it's hard to know where to start, yeah. <laughs> well, how about our <laughs> prime minister? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you vote in the last uh, Canadian election? I uh, I voted. Uh, I just wrote down my name in the. Uh, <laughs> He's a comic. Yeah. Now, can I ask you, in the age of because politics is a little uh, chaotic right now, people are divided. Is it? Does that make things easier and fun for uh, comedy these days? One hundred percent. Well, there you have it. Listeners. Yeah. So if um if it was sort of like a dystopian uh you know post nuclear war world and people lived huddled in little villages you know this would be like prime time for comedy. Yeah, that is like actually when comedy would get really really good right now. Like the future in the Terminator movies when everyone's like oh, oh god the robots are killing us. That's interesting. I'd love to see like a dystopian movie like a Terminator type thing where instead of focusing on the robots killing each other you'd see like a night at the comedy club. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, how a young comic is making it through the scene or something, you know, like a crashing, but in like Mad Max kind of world. Yeah, why didn't they show in the Mad Max movie, like, they those bald guys have to relax somehow. Mm -hmm. You're telling me they don't get together and do shows and perform stand-up? Yeah, I mean, I, I... I think maybe in the deleted scenes there's a scene like that, but yeah. Like, isn't... uh, In the last Mad Max movie, there's the guy who was like on the front of the the jeep or the van who was like playing guitar mm-hmm. remember that guy mm-hmm. now imagine if, if he was playing a guitar, ukulele well you take or yeah oh yeah and he's got a mic and he's doing yeah. like a silly song yeah or maybe no ukulele and just a mic and he's like observing how silly the desert is or he yes, could be like a dimitri know? martin kind of guy yeah playing guitar and make cracking jokes drawing yeah. little diagrams yeah. for the bald guys yeah or outlining it in like the you know a vast amount of sand yes oh yeah that would have made that easier mm. oh god you must see that everywhere just like like stand-up rights you know like wh- why aren't stand-ups being represented in this film in this yeah no it's very frustrating like uh there's no superhero film about stand-ups there's no uh no although i guess you could say 
that um, Mr. Ryan Reynolds is doing his best to, to bring stand-up comedy to superhero movies. Of course, That's... I'm talking about Deadpool. Yeah. No, Deadpool is like the closest thing I've ever seen to a stand-up comic superhero. Like right. the way he farts. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, do you think... You must be mad, though. Like You probably are like, if they're going to make a wise-ass superhero, they should at least cast it with a real stand-up comedian. Like, why couldn't they make um deadpool like you know someone like big j okerson mm-hmm. imagine if he was he wears a lot of leather as it is <laughs> yeah, those gloves like yeah. he's just meant to be a paula poundstone she would be a great deadpool i mean yeah that sounds if that's not deadpool 3 then uh then hollywood wake the hell up yeah. imagine her turning to the camera and going like I didn't mean it that way. Like, that came out the wrong way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever he says. <laughs> whatever he says. Paula Poundstone. No, what I'm saying, whatever Deadpool, Deadpool. says. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, so we're doing our uh, pop culture 2019 preview right now. Let's talk about some of the big, you know, movies, books, uh, TV shows we're looking forward to. Well, Nick... Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the new season of the CFL. Hmm. Canadian Football, Football League. League. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who do you support? And Who's your team? I gotta go with the Atlantic Schooners, the newest team. All right. Oh. From out yeah. on the East Coast. That's right. It's gonna be our first year, but I can tell it's gonna be a great year. We have no players, <laughs> no coach. <laughs> we just have a name. <laughs> well... But- you don't need all that stuff as long as you got that East Coast fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, hospitality. We got great hospitality. That, is, yeah. Would you say that's like the sexiest sort of uh, league of all the leagues, like NFL, baseball, NBA? It's by far the best, yeah. Yeah. There's not Just, a doubt. It does seem like that's where the that's where the guys have the most, like, um, what's the word, swag. You know? Oh, It's all yeah. about, like, you know... It's about you wild know. personalities, uh, <laughs> right. fans that are excess. really... Yeah, mm-hmm. excess, yeah. I read a statistic somewhere, and I forget, don't ask me what website it was, but that the average CFL player has sex something like 500 times a year? <laughs> Have you seen, like, that's more than once a day. Wow. Yeah, and that's just the, so imagine the above average yeah. for that, the people who are at the top of that oh, list. This right. must be 1,000 times a year Well, or exactly, yeah. Because there's probably at least a couple that are married, so we know how much sex they're having a year. Who's <laughs> egg? So that means there's some guys having sex 1,000 times a year. Wow. Wow. Um, what is the what is the schooner's mascot going to be? Probably like a sailboat. <laughs> oh, right. Because I was like trying to think of like other East Coast, like iconic East Coast, like a pint, <laughs> a pint. That'd be funny mm-hmm. or if the mascot was a dancing pint, or like um, <laughs> you know what I noticed on the East Mark Coast? Critch. How about a how about a uh, like a forty five year old sort of slightly heavy set dude who's a bit bloated and wears a Hockey Canada hat and has a necklace. Because I saw a hell of a lot of that in Halifax when I was really? there. That'd be an interesting look for a mascot or a logo. <clears throat> yeah. Just a dude with a goatee and a Hockey Canada hat and a hockey jersey and a necklace. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's that sounds like uh, that'd be cool and you could market it and people would buy like a little uh, stuffed animal of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll mention a, a movie I'm looking forward to in 2019. How about mm-hmm. Avengers Foa? Oh. Wait, they're making another one? Yes. Didn't they just release it? Uh, <laughs> oh. One? <laughs> yes. They're, uh, they, it was part one of the final 
of oh, okay. uh, the final movie, Infinity War. Did you guys see part one? Infinity... No, I haven't seen it. But Infinity War makes sense, so they're just going to keep on releasing all these Avengers oh. movies. <laughs> okay, you guys are on fire. Uh, when you were in the green room, we were talking about the Joker movie, and the idea came up of what if Jared Fogle had, was playing him, right? And I don't wow. want to dwell on this, because James and I got into a bit of a fight about it. Mm-hmm. But what do you think that would have been like if they had cast Jared Fogle as the Joker? Because he, he has real experience with crime in a way that, you know, a Joaquin Phoenix probably wouldn't. Wishes he had. Right, yeah. right. Um, I think that that would have been a very interesting uh, direction for them to go to use a real person, not an actor. Uh, it would have made it probably feel more real. And, uh, you know, America loves redemption stories, so. It's true. Imagine, because that, that would put... People in an awkward position if they were like, he's really good as an actor. Mm-hmm. We want to like, nominate him for an Oscar, but he's done some um, just awful crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually not uh, familiar. So He's actually he's in prison. I had to explain this to James earlier. He's also, uh, J- Jared Fogel's in jail for just unspeakable uh, sex crimes. Mike brings this up minors. every episode. And it's like... I can only imagine what it's like for people listening at home. They love it. Every time. No, they don't love it. No <laughs> people one love this show. This. Do you think? Um, sorry, sorry go James. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I have nothing to say. I was just going to tell you guys some of the movies coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You can tell me what you think. It's a big year for movies. Yeah, yeah. Glass. Oh yeah. Sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah. Oh. And Split. All right. Did I saw Split. See? Was it good? Uh, I liked it. Really? Because I, I so. wanted to see it, and people made fun of me for seeing it, cool. wanting to see it. And what I was didn't. in? Sorry, what was split? You probably were the one who made fun of me. It was, um, it's uh, James McAvoy, and he's got split personality. Oh, that's but it was terrible. by M Night Shyamalan, and right. everyone makes fun of you if you if you say you like him now. Are there any stand-up comedians who have any movies coming out that maybe Nick could relate to? Or? Yeah. Well, um, Dumbo, an, uh, a Dumbo movie is coming out this year. It's probably some funny people in there. Like the elephant one. Yeah. What other Dumbos are there? Is it a live action? I, I don't know if it's live action. John okay. Wick 3. Hmm. Oh, isn't the, isn't the um, CGI Lion King coming out this year as yep. well? That is yep. with uh, Donald Glover, former stand-up comedian. Oh, right. So there, now we're more up my alley. I, uh, yeah, I would like to imagine, you know. Who does if, he play in, in the new one? I think he plays Simba. I wonder if Simba does any stand-up comedy in the... He, yeah, if he just had movie. like a couple jokes or something. Maybe we should talk to Nick about going to L.A. Because... Fine. I mean, the movies... You're escaping Canada. If you think of Canada <laughs> as an escape room, you uh, you solve the puzzle and you're getting out of here. Uh, yeah, I love Canada. I don't want uh, this to seem anti-Canadian, you know? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so why are you deciding to leave Canada in 2019? I just want to go see the great weather in L.A., the uh, fast cars, beautiful women, Mm. and nightlife, and uh, pursue, you know, making it big in Hollywood, becoming famous. James spends some time every year in in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. La la. Can you recommend any, any cool clubs or places for Nick to go? Um, what's your, uh, I mean, you don't... Are you making more than 250k a year? Uh, about, yeah. Okay. Like just under. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. Well, get back to me when you get just over. Okay. Because a lot of the places I go to, you have to bring in your tax receipt. 
Oh, just to prove really? the income you're making. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Or or if you inherited it, at least show your savings account. Okay. Like I, I inherited money. But uh, mm. yeah, I mean, look, LA is. You know what I like about it is that you don't have to walk anywhere. Uh, right. It's all about driving. I hate walking. Um, the people there are very uh, down to earth. Um, you know, they're also uh, they're also shiny. LA people, people there, yeah. Oh, from the from sweating, from sweating, the sun, I Aren't guess the f- makeup. Right. Do you think? Because we live in uh, Toronto, <laughs> you for now. You're from Montreal, mm-hmm. and we experience all four seasons. L.A. They just got one, right? Yeah. Do you think the that, best season? No, they've got two. They've got two. Um, pilot. Pilot season. Yeah. Okay. Non-pilots. You beat me to yeah. the joke. Do you think? I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Do you uh, think that's to, it's good or bad to have experience it think it get cold and then hot again? Part of me thinks, oh, this is doing me good. I don't know why. I, like maybe it uh, toughens you up or gives you character. Yeah, and also when it's been cold and it starts getting warm, you feel so good. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know, if a parent doesn't show you love and then they start showing you love, exactly, you start to appreciate that love way more. And I have a son, mm-hmm. uh, Bell, and that's that's I, I'm that's how I've kind of approached it too. I haven't shown him much love yet. He's around ten or eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, but when I do someday, sounds like he might be a future comedian. Well, if you're treating him this way, <laughs> whoa, is that a thing? That's a thing. Every comedian, any person who's ever tried stand-up comedy or taken a comedy class, has had a uh, fucked up childhood because of their parents. Really? Yeah. Um, so they're thinking like, oh, my parents don't love me. Maybe the crowd will. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'm, I don't really want him to go into the arts, but there's a lot of money in stand up. So So really, Mm -hmm. when you perform then, are you like, do you pretend that the crowd is mom and dad Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get them to, you know, hug and kiss you? Yeah. Or just even watch me. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So when you, um, I'm sure every comedian bombs sometimes. Uh, all the bad ones, yeah. Okay. If you're good, you don't bomb. Oh. So, like, if you are a bad comedian and you bomb, is mm-hmm. it kind of like disappointing your parents? I guess so, yeah. I guess it would feel like you really, really let them down, and uh, you just, you're willing to do anything to get them to look at you and, uh, you know, reward you again. Wow. Mm-hmm. And is that, would you say that's your comedy style? Like, you'll do anything to get a laugh? Yeah, I'm kind of into uh, doing a lot of, like, nice, uh, pleasant comedy now. Interesting. Because, oh, yeah, when we mm. last talked to you, you were very into dirty comedy. Yeah. You liked episode 20, e- I'm going to say. Yeah, around there or something. I uh, I was into dirty comedy. That was, you know, the trend at the time. Now the trend is, uh, you know, just being sort of smiling on stage as much as possible and mm. uh, being so, friendly. So what is what is up with this trend of nice comedy? Why, why have... Because, you know, we used to think of comedians as these awful mean men mm-hmm. uh, smoking and swearing uh and what, doing nursery rhymes yes you know terrifying stuff like that mm-hmm. um what has caused this change to, to, for comedy to become nice uh i think it's just cyclical you know everything has its time and right. uh, people got bored of the meanness of the nastiness and they're into uh pleasantry i noticed your twitter used to be like oh i just took a shit mm-hmm. and, and now and it's like Hey, be good to people. Yeah. And you're getting a lot of retweets and a lot of likes. Yeah, a lot of people are sharing it and being like this in all capitals. Yeah. Um 
goals, that kind of thing. You're they fam- sort of share it and say one word. Speaking mm. of your Twitter, you're famous for giving out pep talks to other comedians when... Uh, Whenever they tweet anything, you know, that seems sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really nice thing. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, you know, you got to you gotta share the wealth, you know? So right. Well, it makes sense because if you say a bunch of nice stuff on Twitter, it'll make you look really like good. you're a nice person. And exactly. then you'll get more followers. And you'll and get then... a TV show mm-hmm. yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the logic behind it. But it's tough because for me, I can't, uh, uh, you know, I, listeners to the podcast know I'm an edge lord, as they say. I'm always the type pushing the boundaries. I don't know if I could ever make that persona switch to nice guy. Oh, I love your babies. You know, I'm the kind of guy going like, uh, kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of my vibe. I don't know if I could ever lose that. Yeah, I think you just got to find a way you can do it so it still feels authentic to you. You know, maybe like so, yeah. kiss my ass, please. Okay. Like you start off slow and then uh, eventually, you know, you'll be saying like, this uh, this guy is the prince of nice, and you'll be sharing a picture of a guy that you just met or something. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question, Nick? Because mm-hmm. you're you're involved in the stand up comedy world. Mm-hmm. Um, why has comedy changed recently? So now, like all, every second comedian you see is a perfect ten these days. Comedy used to be a place for society's wretched, for misshapen and sort of uh, cast offs from. From you know polite society, where they they would go and they'd make jokes because mm-hmm. they had an outsider status. But now every comedian, oh my goodness, uh, you think you were at a uh, fashion show with models? It's true. Well, have you, have you heard about uh, the new comedy boy band? No, no. I haven't. Yeah, it's like five sixteen-year-old uh, boys. Okay. And there's Andre. He's like uh, he's got black hair. Okay. There's Kevin. He's got a mohawk. Kevin. And the three other guys are named uh Tori. <laughs> all wow. of them. And uh yeah, they they're all they're triplets. And uh yeah, they just sort of go around and they do comedy and like they don't they sort of go on stage and then the crowd goes wild cuz they're so good looking. <sighs> they're so good looking. It's like a lot of, you know, preteen girls cuz I think they found out that there was like this segment of people who weren't paying for comedy which are like, you know, young teenage girls. Right. And mm-hmm. young teenage boys who want to listen to non-offensive but like still really good looking comedians. Positive. Yeah. Positive, yeah. yeah. Cuz like I guess that makes sense. Like a bunch of young like tween girls aren't going to pay to go see like oh Bill Burr. Exactly, yeah. But they will pay to see some young, very good-looking uh, boys mm-hmm. doing, doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So is it stuff like, girl, you ever notice that... I love you? <laughs> yeah, I love you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the laugh. girls laugh? Do they laugh at that? Uh, heart, yeah. Wow. It is wow. truly like, it's like watching, uh, you know, Patrice at uh, the cellar in before he died, whatever year that was. <laughs> wow. That's a, you know, you could see this trend coming, because look at Colin Jost. Mm-hmm. You know, really everyone on Saturday Night Live, kind of, other than like two people, are just really good-looking, Alec Baldwin. cool people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just who... Perfect bodies. Yeah, probably have never had anything go wrong in their lives. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of changed. I remember, you know, it used to be John Belushi, Chris Farley, and now it's yeah. like Colin Jost... And yeah. a bunch of really good-looking people, like more like funnier people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, so maybe yeah, in a few years it might be you know, maybe this boy. Band. Imagine if Belushi were alive today and he auditioned for SNL, right? And Lauren would be like, "You're funny. Come back after you've hit the gym and done something about that face." 
yeah. until you look like Jost. And then Jost is in the corner and he just just like rolls his eyes at Belushi and says, "Nice try, ugly." Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Can you imagine that happening? It's yeah, that sounds. Uh, hor- Have you seen Colin Jost's Izod uh, commercial? No, no, it's for Izod. It's for some sw- a, a sweater a company. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, it's he's wearing a sweater and he's playing ping pong against Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay quarterback. <laughs> Anyways, great commercial. Um, really, yeah, really funny. Playing. Yeah, because if you can't, if let's put it this way, if you want to get co- get into comedy, you have to ask yourself this question: Could I see myself uh, in an underwear ad? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no. Nick, we're losing you. It's part they call it the brain drain <laughs> when talented young Canadians go to you think, America. Yeah, do you think Trump is you know, is Trump pushing comedians away from the states or bringing them in? Well, I think uh, as long as, you know, Hollywood exists, that he'll that'll be bringing them in. As long as Trump doesn't, uh, you know, put up a wall against Hollywood. He'd probably love to. That's well, true. I hope that doesn't happen for your sake. Mm-hmm. Can I say a funny story that happened to me and get your guys' feedback on it? Is mm-hmm. that okay with you, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I maybe if I if there's if it's really funny, maybe I'll say it on stage. Oh. If it's nice too, if it's nice. Oh. Well, okay. It's 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 pretty nice. So, uh yesterday I was uh uh around a commercial set mm-hmm. and uh um my buddy Ben Mulroney, you know, brought me to the studio he works at and so mm-hmm. I was kind of wandering around. And I was in the uh, craft truck. Cool. Making myself a tea. And uh, in the craft truck, these two sort of dudes who like work behind the scenes setting stuff up are like yucking it up with each other. And one guy goes, this is true, folks. This is true. One guy goes, uh, hey, uh, you ever shit your pants? (laughs) And the other guy's like, no, man, I never done it. And the first guy goes, come on, you're lying. You shit your pants. Come on, man. You're, You're lying. And the other guy goes, no, man, I swear I never shit my pants. I never done it. And then the guy goes, um, yeah, I never shit my pants, but I done a ro- I done road tugs. I've done some road tugs. And I'm sitting there, ma- standing there making my tea, eavesdropping, and I'm going, road tugs? So I inserted myself in the conversation, and I go, uh, what's a road tug? And the guy goes, he sort of was like taking it back because he didn't know I was listening, and he goes, uh, Jerking off while driving. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, I won't say that on stage, but um, yeah, I've never heard of road tugs before. Have you guys ever? Have you ever done a road tug? No, bike? I'm not much of a driver myself. <laughs> also, a, a tugger. I'm a Roman Catholic, so I I believe that it's wrong to do whether you're in a car or not. But I'm here thinking you, you don't want to admit. <laughs> Does he have a self-driving car? Okay, well, that would change. Did change. he bring, did he mention that? He didn't have a vibe of someone who had a driverless car. I'm just going to say <laughs> he had long hair and a jean jacket. But uh, I'm thinking, so you don't want to admit you pooped your pants, but you will admit freely that you jerked off driving? Isn't that a lot worse? What do and you guys think it's, it's way worse? more dangerous, I would say. Yeah. To, especially once you get to the 
main part. <laughs> <laughs> the main part. Yeah. Also, because if you if you have an accident in your pants, it probably happens in like a split second, mm-hmm. and you don't usually close your eyes and make a noise. <laughs> so it's like, whereas if you're doing a road tug, you'd probably lose. Uh, Side of the road for a second. Mm-hmm. And what is making you so horny while you're driving? Maybe you see like a, a, a car you really want to... <laughs> the Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or you see like a really cool car you want to buy and you get hot and bothered. I've seen, yeah, there are people who do uh, have sex with cars. Like they stick it in where the gas goes. I saw a documentary oh. on that. Is that what you saw? Mm, this was no it was not a documentary length thing that i saw (laughs) i saw one and it was crazy Mm. they they talked to this guy who's like obviously a weirdo and he's like uh i just love cars and then they they stop they 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 somehow for some reason they were going somewhere with him and they stop at a motel and the documentary people at like four in the morning wake (laughs) up and they like oh my god look and they shine their video camera he's got a car in his motel room (laughs) (laughs) No, he had his car girlfriend, and he had been admiring the documentary people's car, oh, and he oh goes and no. starts fooling around with their car in the parking lot. Fooling around? Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. That is, yeah. Do Google you think, it. It was on YouTube. Mm. Do you think Jay Leno fools around with his cars <laughs> in his garage? Because he's got a lot of them. Well, Do you think he, he makes, because he, he, he likes to wear all denim? Do you think he makes, like, denim shorts for his cars? <laughs> I think he might be able to pull off missionary with the car, but I don't know if he wants to try reverse cowgirl. Uh, you might get crushed. You hear about this? And then he starts uh, kissing the car. <laughs> that's really... I mean, I guess you're not supposed to say you judge anything anymore, but True. that's weird, no? Um, No. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine if that young man or Jay Leno is attracted to cars. Hmm. People are attracted to all sorts of, of deranged stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, the exhaust pipe... It can be healthy. No. It's Unless you wear a condom. Highly recommend. Yeah. And I don't want to get too disgusting, but is it... A, I mean, is it the right size? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Because it depends on if you have... Imagine you have uh, a huge wiener and you have to it can't even fit in your car is that disappointing then (laughs) if you were attracted to cars and you but you also had a gigantic penis you're like oh god doesn't even (laughs) fit the exhaust pipe that would be heartbreaking yeah you know you'd have to like put it in the trunk or something (laughs) that'd be imagine if that crew member you talked to did have a driverless car and he's like a boom mic operator, but he somehow owns a very expensive driverless car. And to relax on his way to work, he has to like have uh, full release. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that. Uh, no thanks. Oh, God. how did you respond when he said it's a it's uh, what a road tug was? Did you drop well, your tea and go? Oh! <laughs> no, I. I I laughed. I, I I'm very good with the because I'm an alpha male, and so I'm good with other alpha males. So I these, just went, these guys uh, were blue collar guys too. Right? They were blue collar, right. blue collar, and the blue collar guys love me. Uh, and so I just kind of chuckled and uh, was like shook my head, like man, that's nuts. And he walked off. Wow. 
Road tugs. Hit us up on Twitter, everybody, at <laughs> LT Podmas, if you've, if you've ever done a road tug. I'm just imagining, based on the dynamic between these two men, the one guy who keeps shitting his pants, the one guy who keeps masturbating in a car, if they were like in a buddy movie together, where they had to like drive from like the they West do now, yeah. Coast to East Coast, and they're like... To or, collect like yeah. uh, an inheritance check or something, and they're like the whole dr- the car is just disgusting by the time they get to the <laughs> east coast. Yeah, it's like Sp- Smokey and the Bandit or something, where they have to take uh, <laughs> stolen cars across. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just open the door, just all this shit and semen comes out. <laughs> oh my god. Hmm. Did you guys do the Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Uh, I I watched it, thought it was great, and it gave me an idea, James, that we could someone should make a show about us in the Bandersnatch style, where it's a choose your own uh, adventure. Oh, and you can decide which one of us lives and which uh, one of us dies. We should do an episode like that. That's a good idea. It's not, is that possible? I guess yeah. you could say. I guess you could be like. Fast if, forward to exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. If you think Mike should, you know. What eat a you know piece of poo? <laughs> go to uh, thirty minutes. We should try that. That'd be fun. I don't think that that decision, like the specific decision or uh, question you just asked to the audience, I don't think we'll use that. But but we could try. Have you have you mm-hmm. done the Bandersnatch thing? I haven't done Bandersnatch. Oh, no. you must Bandersnatch. <laughs> I maybe when I go home I will. I li- I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Black Mirror, but I, I just haven't you. seen. Can I say yeah. this? For, for, I feel like. The, like everyone on you know it's just, it's like a thing now to be like oh is this a black mirror plot my <laughs> phone's broken oh i'm black mirror now it's like what would you rather make that people make mm-hmm. the ranch <laughs> like what is wrong why is it cool like do you know what i'm saying i get people are too much but like at least they're trying to make something not the worst mm-hmm. no, do you know I, what i'm saying yeah sometimes everyone annoys me with this stuff yeah. Mike? It's another classic James rant there. Well, uh, it's cool to Nick. see it live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, why don't we, um, you know what? Why don't we take a break right now and come back with our final segment? Welcome back to the Landlord Tenant Pod Mess here. 2019, season three, episode number one. Uh, um, and it's our final segment, so that means it's time for the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And there's a theme music. And um, based on what we were talking about before, where James went on his uh, Black Mirror rant about Netflix, we thought it'd be fun this week to go around and each come up with some ideas for a Canadian version of Black Mirror uh, called Red Mirror. Does that sound good, everybody? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I think that's a fun idea. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So what we're going to do is we're uh we're all going to try and build some uh organic original Black Mirror episode ideas uh set in Canada, of course. Uh one by one and together. And uh, does that sound good, guys? Yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. good to me. 
let's place it our episode in a Tim Hortons and the person has ordered a double double and a apple fritter and they go to pay using uh their bank card on the tap screen. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? <laughs> so this is a, a show called Red Mirror and a guy's going to pay okay. What do you think of I mean, So paying, a guy's at Timmy's and there's some technological He's going to pay for his order using like a tap machine, you know, technology. Okay. And then what happens? Okay, well well maybe it's not a tap technology cuz that's this is in the future and they don't use tap anymore. Right. It's like I, it's a mind exactly. thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you press your forehead against a screen because the right. chip is in your goddamn head. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's like an iPad on the Tim Hortons counter, and you lean your forehead against it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it goes, beep. Okay, we just deducted $1.29 for your double double. Right. Mm-hmm. How about this? I Maybe, got a good one. Okay. Sorry, no to interrupt. So everyone's in line getting their morning coffee, putting their forehead, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> one guy goes up, beep, and after he beeps, his eyes have turned into cat eyes. <laughs> Or that's, that's fucking crazy. Or he has a bad headache. Okay. Or both. Or both. Or he has a different accent. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And then he dies. No. And then, oh, you know. Okay. And oh my god! I, how about this? They, the new person, it's their first day working at Timmy's, and they're told to like, you need to put bagels in the oven to make them, and then he looks down and realizes it's not dough that is being used for the bagels. Soylent green. Well, yeah. Or it's like um, an alien, like a bunch of aliens. <laughs> like live? Live <laughs> aliens, and they're, ba- they're baking uh, bagels with aliens. Mike, there are no aliens in Black Mirror. This is what it would be. This is what it would be. Actually, mm-hmm. criminals have their consciousness transferred into different materials. Like... You know what I mean? Your con- criminals have their consciousness put in a chip. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then someone grinds up a chip into sprinkles and sprinkles it over a donut. Oh, God. And so you can eat a donut at Tim Hortons that is made up of consciousness sprinkled from on a, top of it. From a Canadian criminal. Yes. That is the good. That is actually a good premise. That is very good. And then they're possessed by the criminal. No, it's just the criminal lives in hell. They're like, but what's ah, the? Ah, and then they're swallowed and live in their stomach. Is there a justification for why they're doing that instead of regular sprinkles, or that doesn't have to exist in this? Maybe <laughs> the owners of Tim Hortons, which I think is Burger King, I think so too, um, have struck a deal with a new hardline government. Mm-hmm. To deal with criminals, and no one knows how. Everyone's at Tim Hortons going like, "I don't know how, why Tim Hortons is getting involved in prisons." <laughs> I love that idea, and I'm sorry, I'm excited. I just had my own idea. Do you yeah. guys want to hear it about Canadian Black Mirror called Red Mirror? Mm-hmm. So Don Cherry, just before hit, like hitting the airwaves with Coach's Corner, the famous hockey commentator, and you know, rascal. Uh, just before they go to air with Coach's Corner, he checks his email and he passes away. Because of the email, because it's a message from, I don't know, like beyond beyond the grave or something, or from the devil or something. What do you guys think, <laughs> Mike? I feel and like there they, needs to be more right uh, tech stuff. Yeah, it's he just about, he just checks an email. You don't know the show. There's no devil <laughs> yeah. or alien. No, but wait, you didn't let me finish. Then the crew doesn't know what's happened, and they go like three, two, one, and Coach's Corner starts, but he's <laughs> dead on the air. 
Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. And there's like a close anyway. up of his um, like dead face. Hmm. Anyway, I need some work. Mm-hmm. I'm trying Good to think. Deal. I'm trying to think of my own uh, my own take on so this. So, what does Canada have? Winter, hockey. We've got you know uh, the East Coast. Imagine East like Coast. a Newfoundland Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in a pub, and a guy goes to order. Uh, what are those things? Screech. Screech. Screech is that? Yeah, and you kiss the fish. Yes, is that it? But maybe <laughs> uh, the fish. <laughs> Has a microchip in it. <laughs> Has a microchip from all these criminals <laughs> and uh, is evil. <laughs> and uh, someone's iPhone explodes. Oh, God. Because uh, we're addicted to our iPhones. Yeah. James, what do you think Okay, of finally a bit of social commentary with the we're addicted to our iPhones. But don't you mm-hmm. love that? I, can't, I can just picture St. John's and everyone in this pub and then, you know, this tragedy they eat happens. a fish with a bunch of people's consciousness? Well, there's a microchip in it. They go to kiss the fish and yeah. then the fish, once you, it kisses you, I guess, mm. yeah, all the consciousness sucks transfers. Sucks your soul out? Yeah, or sucks your soul out. These are like tales from the crypts. Yeah, these are, yeah. I have one. So it's guys who go up to the Lake Scugog to go ice fishing, right? Because it's the winter. It's Can- That's what Canadians do. And they go into the hut and they cut a hole in the ice to go ice fishing. But if there's a computer <laughs> in the lake and it's the hard drive of the computer has cr- crimes from Canada all over it. And it, then they, they know too much. Like, and the government takes them away. Okay. Really good. That, that was more Black Mirror E. <laughs> like slightly closer. Mike. Let's you, hear yours then, James. Well, it's better than yours because you clearly don't like anything that's not like, oh, look at this book about someone's teacup from the olden days. That's not true. You turn your nose up at modern tech. No. You say. You, I do not. I yes, love tech. Yes, you do. I'm no, a, you don't. I'm love a gizmo tech. guy. You are not a gizmo guy, and you turn your and nose gadget. up at anything that is furthering right. the human race, like good technology, and you wish it was the old days when oh, we could fold your... our napkins right. Let's hear one more of, of your ideas, or maybe one each before we end this. I'm just going to say mine very quick. Please. So it's a, a driverless car. Oh, good start. Yeah. And uh, it's going down the Gardner Expressway. Toronto. Yeah. And the guy inside the car <laughs> decides to, uh, you know, start a road tug. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Canadian pastime. <laughs> and uh, just before he finishes uh, the car, it, it, there's black ice on the, on the highway because it's winter in Canada, and the car. It was it was because it was a self driving car. It couldn't account for the black eyes because it doesn't know when you know right. the temperature uh, or like you know the conditions are different. And the, the car's not from Canada. The car is not from. It's an American car, yeah. and it uh, it crashes and he dies because he wasn't oh, controlling the wheel because the, he had too reliant on technology. Damn, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. You guys, look at the hairs standing up on mm-hmm. the back wow. of my hand. James, do you have a final one? And then I'll do my final one also. All right. Let me think. Uh, what does Canada have? Winter hockey. We've got... Uh, curling. Curling. Okay. C- CFL. CFL. Okay. I got an idea. Okay. 
So it's uh, it's in Penetanguishene, Ontario, <laughs> dead of winter, dead of winter. And uh, every year, the Penetanguishene Arena holds their big local hockey game. Okay. And uh, everyone shows up. Everyone from neighboring towns. It's a really big event, right? And uh, the owner of the arena, you know, he's got it all set up. He's ready for a thousand people to come. And it's it's the big day, and he opens the doors, and no one's there. Hmm. He's going, what the hell? That's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's walking around the streets. He can't find anyone anywhere. What's going on? Anyway, he's like, where is everyone? Where, where is everyone? Why isn't everybody at the big Penetanguishene, Ontario hockey tournament? He's looking everywhere. He finally, he, he, he hears on the news that everyone in Penetanguishene got in a big car pileup. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been doing road tugs. <laughs> the entire town was doing a road tug. Oh, God. They all crashed. <clears throat> Nobody showed up to the hockey game. Wow. So even like the parents who were driving their kids to the hockey game yeah. <laughs> were road tugging. The whole town wow. was road tugging. The you, game's ruined. You know what I can see as it fades to black and the credits start of that episode? You hear like, and that's when the hornet stung me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Get, some, yeah. get some hip in there. Can I, can I tell you guys my final idea? Please. Mm-hmm. Please. I, I would like to compliment both of your final ideas Thank you. there. I mean, we, we, maybe we have more still. but mm-hmm. um, So it's cottage season mm-hmm. in Ontario. Um, and... The, this guy is going up with his buddies to the cottage in the in the Muskokas, mm-hmm. and you know they got cases of beer and they got their weed and they got uh, stuff for bar like barbecue food and stuff and they go up there and they have acoustic guitars and they have like a big party the first night they build a fire and stuff and the next day they're, they're all looking forward to going out in the boat right because mm-hmm. they're on they're on the lake and it's cottage season in Ontario. And uh, so the guy wakes up early the next morning while his buddies are still asleep to go out and like get the boat ready, and he's he notices uh, the boat's missing. What the hell, right? It's a very unusual thing. And then he like runs back to the house. He's like, guys, I think someone stole the boat. And he realizes all the beer is gone and the food as well, and all their weed and the acoustic guitar is gone. And they all start like they get up and they go down to the dock and they're looking around, and in the distance out in the lake they see. Oh, that's that's the boat. The boat's coming towards them, and as it gets closer and closer, they realize who is that on the boat, and they realize it's a freaking robot. <laughs> <laughs> the robot stole the boat, and he's strumming the guitar, mm, he's smoking s- the weed, smoking the weed, and he's chugging the the Molson Canadian beer. And as he gets closer, it's not so. He's on the water. Mm-hmm. He's doing a boat tug. <laughs> <laughs> A boat tug. A boat wow. tug. And then the guy and all his buddies, they faint. Whoa. And they're never heard from again. <laughs> and as it fades to black, and it goes to the credits, uh, Nautical Disaster by the Tragically Hip. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. I like that anyway, one. Anyway, Susan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is... I mean... Our, our our red mirror ideas are definitely road tug influenced, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, it's not going to be the exact format of Black Mirror UK and USA. Well, we're going to run make with Canadian it, spin on, make it, it our own. Yeah. Road yeah. tugs. Yeah. Um. Wow. Ooh, that was fun. That was a fun game and a fun episode. Oh, 
yeah. Ooh. I think I need a cigarette. <laughs> I'm not in my apartment. Do you? <laughs> you say a lot of talk about road tug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you t- do you smoke a cigarette after a road tug? I wonder. Yeah, I think. I'm not really a smoker, but uh, I think I would you know, maybe take a puff of uh, a weed cigarette. You know that it's legal in Canada. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk about that in the red mirror. I'm realizing. Oh, I guess yeah. you mentioned weed, Michael. But I a bit. Like, how would you incorporate weed into a, a Red Mirror episode? Uh, a guy starts smoking weed and he realizes maybe uh, oh, it's a USB stick. <laughs> <laughs> or what if you're like smoking, or like the Prime Minister is smoking weed? Oh God, live. he probably does. Yeah, no doubt. This one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not Harper. <laughs> but and then he's smoking weed live on television, and then somehow. You know, a hacker goes on and changes the laws so that weed is now illegal, oh, and then God. the prime minister gets arrested, and all of Canada is in uh, is executed live on TV. <laughs> That's yes, a good exactly. idea, like Ceausescu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any wow. last words, Justin? Oh my gosh, he's like, I he's did like, inhale. Or yeah, he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's where. Any last words, Justin? Uh. Got any snacks? <laughs> and then the guillotine comes down and his head falls off. Oh, man. Did you ever, you guys ever hear that story that or that thing that they say, if you had been guillotined, guillotined, mm-hmm. and they cut your head off? Some people think that for 20 seconds, as the blood rushes out of your head, you'd still be conscious. Ooh, you could like watch your. Yeah, so they pull up your head oh. to the crowd and you. See, you know, Jesus. I don't know if that's true, though. How would I would hope that if that happened, I would have had like a friend in the crowd who had like twenty seconds of like my favorite movie to show me. <laughs> in those last uh, twenty seconds, or like you know, like a really, really pretty girl's picture to show me. So that's like the last thing I see before I am dead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought. Luckily, we're no one's guillotining anybody uh, anymore. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, what a time. Nick, thank you for joining us for this 2019 pop culture preview episode. And we covered yeah. quite a bit of pop culture coming mm-hmm. up and I think uh, informed the listeners because it's not mm-hmm. just meant to be fun. It's meant to give you some information about landlord and tenants and yeah. real estate and pop culture. We covered a lot of that. Yeah. We, we didn't get to graphic novels is the one thing that's bugging me. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I've got a quick joke I was going to tell you guys. Yeah, go for it. Um, hey, Mike, what are the... Actually, I'm I'm interested. What are the books you're looking forward to in 2019 that you might read? Oh, um, I guess there are new novels by... Mm-hmm. I think there's a new Dan Brown novel coming mm-hmm. out. And uh, I think there's a new Stephen King as well. Oh, great. Okay, because um, why don't you go ahead and order those to my place? What? Yeah. I need some toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yuck! Don't read. I don't read. Just a, yeah. I thought that would be a fun. Uh, yeah, that's. We good. didn't get to books, but that's what I was going to say if we got oh there. God, I do or, wipe my butt with book pages. Really? Yeah. Is that uh, like particular books or just whatever is uh, around the, the one, the hoity-toity Queen Street coffee shop? You know, people read. Oh, okay. So whatever, Jonathan Franz and. Uh, Wait, you wipe. Yourself with Jonathan Franzen novels. Yes. As well, an I mean, F they're, they're... to the okay. stock up, you know. Do you I mean, find yourself like forcing yourself to go to the bathroom just so you can wipe? Yes, just I do. So, okay. 
Absolutely. Now, I understand you're, you're, you're making a sort of statement, but it, no one can see it. And also, the paper that books are printed on is pretty rough, so... Does, Does it, it hard? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's obviously not the most convenient. Like, does it draw blood when you're wiping? Like, yeah, it always does, though. So, but it's a point. It's making a point, making a stand. Everyone it makes is. stands in different ways. Totally. I think it's uh, important to stand up for what you believe in, yeah. Me too. All right. Well, anyway, just wanted to get that last little joke in there. Nick, thanks so much for coming. Uh, God, is there anything you want to plug or... Uh, check Nick out on Twitter. Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, and soon in LA. Check me out at uh, hopefully the Improv. Right. right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck in uh, America. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mike. See you next week. See you, James. Landlord and tenant